Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. But for you guys, I want to tell you, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the first weekend of 2020, okay? So for you guys that came today, you have perfect attendance in church this year. Just give yourselves a hand. Yeah. That's something to write home about, right? You can call your text your mom. Hey, I was at church every day this year so far. Um, So for all the people tuning in online through uh, YouTube, Thanks for perfect attendance streaming, um, but uh, man, we're so happy that you're watching, uh, and I pray and hope that uh, you get out of this exactly what God, exactly what the Holy Spirit wants you to get. And so uh, uh, today, I'm really excited, uh, one, because it's the new year, but two, uh, I'm, uh, I'm starting a brand new series, new collection of talks today called Selfless, that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, and in the new year, as we're celebrating the new year, real quick, how many of you guys already put your Christmas tree stuff up? Some, okay, now put your hands down. How many of you guys still got Christmas stuff up? Just be honest. Oh, my gosh. That's like most of us. So, um, yeah, my neighbor totally just took all his stuff down like the day after Christmas because he's a psycho. Um, but <laughs> now, my, now my wife is looking at me like, oh, are you waiting? come on, do this. So, um, But um, it's the new year, right? And so in this new year, this new season, a lot of us, we you know, grow up in church hearing that phrase, New year, new me, right? How many of you guys used that before? It's all right. It's okay. Um, and and, and the, the truth is, is we like the idea of new year, new me, right? Because it's kind of like, like going back to school, right? After summer break. Real quick, how many moms here are excited school starting up tomorrow? My goodness. There's some moms about to get saved right now. You've been praying. Please let those teachers get back to work because I don't know what to do with my kids all this time. Um, it's actually been real nice. I've been waking up each morning. Erica's like made me breakfast. And I'm like, man, I could get used to this. She's like, no, school's coming. You're on your own. But new year, new me. You know, it's the idea of starting a new season. You know, when we were kids, we went back to school and we were excited about because we got the new backpack, new lunchbox, right? Some new clothes, maybe some new shoes. And it was a chance to reinvent yourself. And even today, probably this season, uh, many of us have done it over the seasons of the past. You've done something like set a new year's Resolution. How many people have set a New Year's resolution? A couple of people have. How many of you guys never keep your New Year's resolutions? That's me. I'm notorious for that. But we always have this plan of like, okay, I'm going to go into this, and I'm going to do life differently, right? I am ready for a new life. I'm ready for this new year. The problem with this is the follow-through is kind of tough sometimes, Right? And so um, this week, I want to kick off this series and talk about what does it look like for us to live life, not necessarily looking for, for us to have a new year, new me, but what about if we start to choose to, to be a little bit selfless and say, new year, less me. Let's do what God wants this year. You guys done with that? Let me pray for us, and I'm going to jump right in. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today, for this morning. Thank you for this new year and this new season. And God, I thank you for the opportunity today to reevaluate and adjust ourselves and continue to connect with you and have you refine us to be the men and women you've called us to be. I pray that today as I preach this word you've given me, 
as I've got, I've, as I've got notes here, I pray that your Holy Spirit, Spirit would work through me and use me and allow me to speak better than what I, what I can, better than what my talent would allow. Not for the, po- the purpose of, of my own self looking good, but God, so that we might receive what you have for us. Have your way here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. So many of us, we set these New Year's resolutions and we say stuff like, uh, you know, this year I want to lose weight, right? That's probably the, the main one. We put that up on social media. We did a little poll of like, what's your New Year's resolution? I'm sure that losing weight was one of the top ones, right? We want to lose weight. Um, some of us, we want to make more money. Anyone want to make more money in 2020? Yeah? Okay. Anyone honest? You're like, no, nah, I've got too much money. Let's hang out. We're going to take me to lunch later. Um, I want to make more money this year, right? I want to go on more trips with my family, right? I saw one dad say something along the lines of like, uh, I want to be a better father. And I was like, oh, man, that's about break your heart. That's good. Um, but for the most part, most of these things are, are I want to lose weight, right? I want to make more money. I want to do better this year. I, I want this for my life. And there's nothing bad within, for the, uh, about that. But sometimes as we start to look into these things, we start to realize that it sometimes can be just a little bit selfish, right? Because we get into that focus thing of I want, I want, I want, I want this for me, I want that for me, I want this for my family. And ultimately it can turn into this kind of selfish mindset, this life is focused on me type of mentality. Now, before you start feeling bad, one, please know this message is not meant to make you feel bad at all. Uh, if anything, for most of this, I'm probably preaching to myself. But for this, I, I want to communicate to you that when it comes to this mentality, it's not necessarily your fault. Unfortunately, it's a, pro- it's a product of what our culture has now become, right? Because we're constantly being bombarded by social media stuff, and we're getting um, bombarded by uh, you know specific marketing and these commercials and stuff, and everything everything around us continually hits us and says, "Hey, if you want this, you need to get this. Hey, if you want this new car, you deserve to have a new car. You deserve to have nice things from Target. You des- you deserve to have these things that you want. You deserve what you want." And that's not, that's not a fault to you as much as it's what our culture has kind of become. It's very, very inward focused. What is best for me? Now, the problem with this, turns out, is when we start to have that same uh, mentality, that same perspective with our relationship to God, right? There can, it can be a little bit of problemat- problematic because at that point, now we go and we have this relationship with God and we start to think, okay, God, I, I want this in my life. And part of what you're supposed to do is help me to get it. All right? I, I, want, I don't like my job, God. I, I really don't like it. I cannot take my boss any longer. I feel like I'm not doing anything. God, I, I need you to step in and give me a new job. Right? God, God I want this. God, I, you know what my money situation is like. And you know how much red is in my Bank of America account. I need you to step in and changes. There's something that's got to be, right? Or some of us, we're, we're sitting here, and we've been, maybe you've spent life alone for the past couple years, and you're thinking, God, I just want, I want this in my life. I want somebody in my life. I want the perfect person. But what happens when none of those things happen? 
Well, for many of us, when none of those things happen, we start to have this mindset of like, okay, well, God, I mean, you exist. You're supposed to help me, right? You're supposed to be the good father. You're supposed to get me through these tough things and provide for me and protect me. And, and, you're, and, and I go to church, and I read the Bible, and, and I pray. But what hap- why is this not happening to me? Why did God not do what I wanted him to do? It's, it's easy it's easy to get offended by that. It's easy to get bitter. It's easy to feel, to start to feel pain of why did God not show up in these things that I wanted? But I think ultimately it comes down to this question. You've got to decide, and I think specifically going into this, this next year of, of, of 2020, whereas you know, this past year in 2019, it was a good year, but I believe that definitely the best is yet to come. And God, I believe, has some fantastic miracles and plans uh, in store and ready for Coastline Church and specifically you and your family. I'm ready for that stuff to happen in 2020. How do we get to that point? I think one of the things that we've got to ask ourselves, we've got opportunity every morning to wake up and say, when it comes to my life, who is the Lord? Who is you know, Lord is a, um, it's an old-timey word but, uh, that, that we don't really use. No one, no one here uh, in everyday life is Lord over us. There's no lords or anything. There's leaders, right? So maybe a better word in this situation was who's the leader of your life? Who's the king? Who's the president of your life? I think that's one of the questions that you've got to ask here in 2020. If you, if you decide to live in this next year, not selfish but selfless, you got to wake up each morning and you got to ask yourselves, who am I allowing to lead my life? Is it me or is it Jesus? Jesus, you know, he came down to this humble man. He uh, served his followers. He uh, very, very much did not, you know, come in uh, these silks and these crazy robes. He came in as a common, humble carpenter's son. And it's a beautiful story. But he still is king. And he talks about it. He still wants to be lead. He talks about it in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. It says this. It says, then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to follow me or wants to, wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. This is tough to, to, to read in today's day and age. Uh, especially for many of us that call ourselves Christian, because, because what we want and what we say that we're followers of Christ and actually how we live might be different. If I personally, you think about your life, but if I personally think about my life in 2019, I, I don't know if, if there was a meter of how much I lived for what I wanted or I lived for what Jesus wanted. I, I don't know if, if my meter would tick over to fully what Jesus wanted. I'm afraid that in this past year that, that for, for, some, for much of the time, I, I continue to choose what did I want. But for 2020 to come, for, this, for what God has in store, I believe that we have got to decide to give up on our own ways and follow what Jesus wants. Many of us, we, uh, we've kind of grown up with this mentality, and, and we, wouldn't say it, uh, we wouldn't say it ourselves because it sounds disrespectful, but the way that we think is, is kind of that God exists 
to serve and help us, to get us, to get us through life, to help us along this journey, this adventure that we're on. But in reality, when you read what the, the Word says, when you, see, when you read the teachings of Jesus, God doesn't exist for us. We exist to serve and to honor him. Don't get me wrong. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be happy. I think as, as the good father that he is, he wants good things for his children. He wants a better life for you than what you have right now. I promise you that. Whatever you're going through, God wants you to have a better life than what you're experiencing. But when it comes to our perspective on life, I think to experience that better life, we've got to change our perspective from selfish to selfless. This year in 2020, I believe that we've got to start to live out less of me and more of him every day. And I know this. I know that if we'll do that, I know that if you will wake up tomorrow, if you will, if you will leave the service today thinking, Jesus, for this year of my life, I want a better life than 2019. And if that means i got to put everything that I want aside and follow you and you're going to make my life better, that's what I'm going to do. I think that is the best decision that you can make here going into this next year. And I believe that amazing things will happen. I believe that miracles will happen. In Acts chapter uh, 4, verse 12 through 13, it talks about uh, the disciples. And this is post the life of Jesus. This is after he's already come, predicted his own death, uh, died, and, and resurrected, come back to life the way that he predicted. But as his disciples are, are going through the land, they're charged with what Jesus has done in them, from what they've seen Jesus do. And so they start to go out into the world and tell people about it, but they do it boldly. So boldly that even, in fact, as they're teaching, as they're preaching, miracles start to happen through them the way that Jesus said that they would happen. They start to get, they start to get uh, credit for what Christianity really was, the following of Jesus, because these fantastic things were happening in the name of Jesus. But the people they happened through, happened through were, were very ordinary. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says this. It says, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council, this is uh, the, the, the other uh, Jewish religious leaders, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Ordinary men. These ordinary men, after the life of Jesus, with what Jesus had done in them, the miracles that they had seen and the miracles that were to come, the church would continue to grow, uh, specifically even in the city of Rome, where there would be more than 10,000 Christians in less than 100 years. This incredible influx of followers of Christ because of what Jesus had done through ordinary men. And I think for 2020, Jesus on the cusp of wanting to do something similar here in southern Volusia County. He's just waiting for some people that will walk with him and say, God, new year, less me. New year, more of you, less of me. 
Because I know that when we, when we take that position, when we say, God, have your way, he can do greater things than what we can do through ourselves. Ordinary people. Our God specializes in using ordinary people to do miraculous things. Throughout the Bible, you see time and time and time again of how people's lives were changed. And it wasn't anything that they had done. It wasn't the preparation that they had put in. It wasn't the hard work. It wasn't the success or the money that they had accumulated. It was the position of their heart and saying, Jesus, what you want, I'll do. And because a group of people did that, the world was changed forever. Today, if you get anything out of this message, I want to challenge you to do this. Start off with just, just a day. And maybe it goes into two days. Maybe it goes to a, a month or the next couple of years. Th th this might be a thing where maybe you get off of it on a day, but maybe you reevaluate and, and, and you readjust. What would happen? What miracles would break free in your life if in 2020 you chose today to say, new year, less of me. This year, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm going to be selfless. I'm going to serve the people around me. I'm going to love God with everything that I have. I'm going to be bold in telling people about what he has done in my life and being a witness. I'm going to let him use me and through me change the world. If you personally would accept that, I promise you our world would change drastically. And so with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, this is between you and God. I want to say this first. If you're here today and you do not have a relationship with Jesus and you're ready for a new life, you're ready to start over, you're ready to be a new creation, that's so what Jesus calls it. He says, as we accept him, we will be new creations. So if you're here today and you never accepted Jesus into your heart, if you've never had a relationship with him, and today you're ready for a new life, I just want you to raise your hand up and put it right back down. In doing it, you're just saying, Jesus, I surrender my heart to you. Have your way. Amen. That's great. For the rest of us, if you're here today and you'd say, not to the detriment of society or my family. I've not tried to, but I, looking back on this past year, I think I've had a selfish position. But today, I want to make a change. And for this year, I want to make a change. And I want to move from selfish to selfless. I want to have a new year with less of me and more of him. And I want to see miracles happen. I continue to pursue Jesus first. If that's you here today, if you accept the challenge to pursue Jesus first in this next year of 2020, I want you to raise a hand up and put it right back down. You're saying, Jesus, have your way in me, less of me, and more of you. Amen. Jesus, you've seen all the hands that have gone up here today.
You know everything that's going on in our lives. You know the people that we work with and we play with, the people that still need to see you and experience you. I pray that you would give us a boldness. I pray that you would uh, give us the, the, the courage to continue to step out. And as you have these things happen in our life, as these things work uh, life out, and as our lives become better than what they were last year, I pray that people would ask us and we would, the only answer we would be able to give them is said, hey, you know what? I started to follow Jesus and he changed my life. And I pray that as we live our lives, we'd be constant reminders to the world around us of how great and powerful you are, how loving and merciful you are. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.